you know, when you, when you give these all or nothing guidelines, you can never eat out. You can never drink. You can never have a frozen meal. You can never eat processed food. You're just asking people to fail. So I always love it. I'm like, bring it on food police. You've messed with the wrong woman. (laughs) This is a soul fire production. You are listening to episode 150 of Yes And. This episode is brought to you by our studio sponsor, Advocare, one of my favorite brands, and a community that provides world-class products, education, and inspiration designed to help you look better, feel better, and perform better. And guys, today's podcast is all about health and wellness and diet and nutrition. I have on one of my favorite nutritionists, more on that in a minute. Uh, but supplements and the supplements you take are a big part of that process. So if you want to level up your life and your health, we got a code. Use Feel Better 15. That's Feel Better 15 to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. Link in the show notes to learn more. Okay, guys, buckle up. Amanda Nightbird is on the show. She is, I know she's got over 100,000 followers on the gram and she's doing all this stuff on TikTok and YouTube and all the things. But like, I have been following her journey and I feel like she's my personal dietitian and nutritionist. I have signed up for her lean program and she has just taught me so much about food and consistent and lifting weights and working out. I hired a a trainer. Some of you may know this. Some of you may not. I hired a trainer back in November and it's been amazing. Picking up weights. I wish I did it sooner, but picking up weights has changed my life. It's now changing the way I approach life and business because I'm getting stronger, you know, muscle, muscle wise, like body wise, but I'm also getting stronger mentally. It's been this really cool, like crossover, but I'm learning that consistency is the name of the game and that nutrition is the the jam and specifically balanced nutrition and specifically drilling in even deeper protein, protein. And, you know, we really are as a society and um, as human beings, we are undernourished in the protein category. And you're going to hear a lot from Amanda today about that, but we're, we are going to debunk. She is going to debunk a lot of bullshit myths that are out there um, that hold a lot of us back. There's a lot of Karen mentality out there as it comes to diet and nutrition and vegan and vegetarian and high meat and low carb and no fats and no sugars. But do I need protein or do I need to be a vegan? Like, what do I do? So guess what happens? We don't do shit. And then we wonder why nothing is changing, right? So what I also love about Amanda is she lives a really balanced lifestyle. She's 80-20. She loves to have fun and go on vacation and do her margaritas. But then you'll also see her in Chick-fil-A telling you how a registered dietitian would eat healthily at Chick-fil-A or how she shops at Costco. And, you know, so she's, she's got this balance, but you'll also get workouts and you'll see how you can use just simply your body weight, which is significant. I don't care if you weigh 130 pounds, 110 pounds, 180 pounds, that's some weight, right? We can use our bodies to work out at home. If we're intimidated by the gym guys, you know, it is almost Thanksgiving. It is tomorrow, right? We are going into the holiday season. We want to make big changes in 2023. Now's the time. Now is the time. And Amanda is on the show, not only because she is my favorite and go-to nutritionist out there right now. She is a registered dietitian. She is stunning inside and out. And she is a really uh, brilliant entrepreneur. She is going to break down a lot of the bullshit that is holding us back. So a little bit about Amanda, the official bio on Amanda. She's a registered dietitian specializing in weight loss nutrition, keyword there, nutrition. Her passion and purpose is to empower others to break the all or nothing mindset 
We talk about that and find sustainable change for long-term weight loss success. She presented this powerful message on the TEDx stage, baby, in March of 2021, and she's got 20 years of knowledge and experience under her belt. She provides upper-level nutrition education and support to everyone she works with. Her custom lean program, that is the program I signed up for, it's awesome, and her range of coaching services plus multiple shop offerings, has helped her cultivate a brand that focuses on giving participants the leading tools and resources to help reach the best versions of themselves. You guys, she's a dynamo. She's a powerhouse. She's got my favorite legs on the planet. She drives a Bronco. She's a Gemini. She is just the dopest human being. And she is so smart and so beautiful. Here is my conversation with the incomparable and super high vibe, Amanda Knipe. All right, Amanda Knipe, I am so excited you are here with us today. And I've got to ask you something off the jump. I think we are the same age. Um, are you 46? Well, 45, very close. You're 45. Okay, so yeah. I had it off by a year. Okay, so maybe it's, yes. we well, are the actually, same birthday month or something. Well, maybe, but I was saying I was 46 for like a couple of days. And then my friends are like, you're not 46, you're not 46 yet. You're 45. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm 45, you know? Why do we do this? Like, I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. And age doesn't point, scare me. Right. At no. this point, but like, why yeah. do we do that? Okay. So we must have the same birthday. Are you a May birthday? Are you a Gemini? Yes. That's Gemini. what it was. What's your birth date? May 29th. I am May 30th. I yes. love it. So, okay. Yes. So this is why when you, so I think I found you uh, through the, the, the Instagram and That's randomly, right. um, I think we have a mutual friend um, up there in, um, you're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Are you in Carolina? Well, Are I'm you actually in, in Lexington, Kentucky, you're in Kentucky, but I have, I've, I've done events in Charlotte. I have a lot of, um, of my uh, employees are in Charlotte, cool. okay. clients. Yes. Maybe I just was making that part up too. Uh, but either way, yes, that's right. You're in Kentucky. So I know some folks that know you um, without saying names on the air. I, I know someone from my previous life that goes to um, either your kids go to school together. Um, she oh. is horse, horses that might ring a oh, bell. Yes. So yes. anyway, so we know each other from my previous life. So I, I found you on Instagram probably because at the time I had, you know, I started personal training a year ago. Um, so guys, a year ago, I started personal training at the age of 40. So I it was about to turn 45. It's never too late. We'll talk about that. Um, and, you know, Instagram must have been listening. The algorithm must have been listening because here comes this magical unicorn that is you um, with all of these incredible ideas and resources and specifically um, nutrition-backed ideas. And you have a love affair and obsession with not only fitness and wellness, but also protein and making sure women get a lot of it and more of it in their lives. So we're going to unpack all of that today, specifically as we head into the holidays. But um, I was so glad to find you and your story is cool. You did a TED talk, um, uh, you know, recently. So congratulations on that. And I want to tap into that, but can you take us back a minute? When have you always been fit or, and, or have you always loved fitness? Like what is your background with fitness and wellness? Um, and how did you get to this place? I mean, you're in phenomenal shape. Um, and you have such a repertoire of information. Where did this begin for you? Give us the cliff notes. 
Well, I was a gymnast as a, a, I guess, a child. I mean, so long ago. So I think I've always had this kind of passion for health and wellness and fitness. Um, You know, going into college, I knew I wanted to be in the kind of the wellness space. Uh, Nutrition really interests me. So Mm. um, got a degree in dietetics and worked in a hospital setting for um, almost two decades until I kind of launched and 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 my own program, my kind of online um, program that I run now, Lean. And you know, throughout the the journey, I mean, have I been in the best shape of my life? No, I haven't. There's been like peaks and valleys. I, I feel like right now I am in the best shape of my life. I love how you mentioned you just started um, strength training a year ago because it is. It's never too late to optimize your health and wellness. So, uh, you know, I think it's, it's taken a lot of trial and error. It's taken a lot of learning, um, educating myself, figuring out what works for me and, and also works for the thousands of people that I've, you know, had the opportunity to, you know, coach and support and, um, to lead me to kind of where I am right now, which is, you know, really my Ted talk was all about the all or nothing mindset, Mm. you know, breaking that kind of notion that you have to be perfect to be successful and recognizing that there can be balance in everything we do within our life. Yeah. I love that about you too, because you know, you really, you, you have fun, you go have a margarita on vacation and you, um, you, you talk not a lot a about margarita. Not, you do not have more a. than one. Okay. A lot. So this makes me one. feel better about myself. Okay. Good. Yeah. So she one can picture, give me. maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, but then Amanda will come back and you know, you'll probably pay a little bit for that when you, yeah. I find when you live a pretty clean lifestyle, you, you realize, Oh wow, this is why I don't drink a pitcher of margaritas every day. But also if I want to have a brownie, if I want to have a cupcake, if I want to celebrate my child's graduation and we're going to go uh, to Hawaii, I'm going to drink the Mai Tais and I'm going to enjoy the pineapple cake, whatever that may be. But again, moderation. So, you know, here you are, you know, you're a gymnast and you, you've probably grown up in the gym and you probably have, um, you know, a lot of foundational things that have been ingrained in you uh, from a young age. So for the woman who, like me, asking for a friend, is a year into a journey now, I've always considered myself to, air quotes, be in shape. But I guess if I look at pictures of myself, Amanda, from even a year ago, it is a, a night and day difference. Like I have straight, I have muscle, I have definition, and now I'm obsessed because I want more of it. Um, so I, I can see how I might've been air quotes out of shape doing all the cardio, but not investing into the weights. So for the woman who's just starting, can we have a conversation about weights? Because I think women don't pick up weights because they're scared. Women don't pick up weights because they don't want to go stand with the guys in the back of the gym that are all staring at them while they lift the weights. And then also women don't know how to pick up weights. So we just sweat our asses off on the cardio machines thinking we're going to do the thing and make the change. But I was on that Peloton seven days a week and the heaviest I've ever been. So I didn't have nutrition and I didn't have weights. So let's start with weights. How do we help? What is your advice to the woman who's afraid to pick up weights? Because I think that's where the real change happens. Oh, absolutely. Like just do it is my advice, but yes. Okay. Let's go. (laughs) Just do it. Yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing. It's like when we're young, you know, when you're 20 years old, yeah, you can get on a treadmill and you know, you can restrict your food for two or three days and drop five to 10 pounds. Like it's so simple. And the reason why it was so easy when we were younger 
mainly is because we had more muscle mass. Mm. Okay. Now, as we age, especially as women, one of the biggest things that impacts your metabolism, it's not your hormones, it's sarcopenia, which is the loss of muscle mass. And that is the biggest kind of, you know, dictator of how robust your metabolism is. So it's like the more muscle you have, the more you get to eat, the more margaritas you can have, the more, you know, flexible your diet can be. And the less muscle you have, the harder it is, the slower your metabolism. And there's a lot of myths around like, you know, strength training. It's like, I don't want to be bulky. You know, I don't want to, you know, look like a man. And it's like, we wish it was that easy. You know, you wish it was that easy to like bulk up and put on a ton of muscle, but it's not, it's actually very difficult. Um, The other issue is, is that Um, these little Apple watches, you know, Mm. these devices that are constantly tracking calories burn. Um, It it deters women from doing, you know, the real work because you're going to see a lot bigger caloric burn on your Peloton, on your treadmill. And so you think you're getting more out of that um, versus like a string training session. But the difference is, is that, you know, when you're on the bike, you're burning calories. And when you get off the bike, you're not. But when you string train, you're burning calories. And when you're done strength training, that caloric burn um, lasts for six, 12, even sometimes 24 hours. So it's like called epoch. It's like the afterburn of that. So I think that those are really kind of, in, in addition to kind of being intimidated, you know, by, by the gym is to why uh, a lot of women avoid strength training. And like you said, I mean, I incur, I would say, you know, if you changed anything about your lifestyle and you want it, what's the, what's the one thing I can change that would have potentially the biggest impact would be to add strength training. Yeah. Pick up the weights that afterburn. Um, I love that. And guys, if you don't know where to start, I mean, we're going to link up to all things, Amanda, a quick stroll and a scroll through her Instagram will not only get you inspired. I told her before we went on the air, I said, Carrie Underwood's legs have always been my dream legs. And they sit on my vision board. I go, oh girl, she's been booted. I got Amanda Nyper legs on my vision board now. I'm like, these are the legs. I mean, she is just such an inspiration, but you've got workouts, bite-sized little Instagram reels you do. Like some of the things you'll do in the gym, like guys, here, here's in my backyard by my pool or but, but I love it. You have a Bronco. Do you have a Bronco? I do. Girl, that's on my I, list too. So I I'm just getting, got it. Oh, it's such a beauty. Is it a two door or a four door, by the way? Four door. Okay. Four door. I'm yes. torn between the two. So Cactus four, gray. It is I so gorgeous. Love it. Love she'll it. be out there, you guys. She'll have her Bronco up in the back and she'll be doing her way, but she'll show you. Like, guys, here's something you can do with what you have at home with your actual body with bands. It's amazing yes. how we can resist against our own body. The exactly. I could do some of my toughest lifts with just the 138 pounds that make up this body right now, right? Like that's a lot of weight, yes. you know, let's And I think that it. that's, yeah, that's important to note because I think when people think of strength training, they think, oh, well, I can't squat hundred pounds. I can't squat 200 pounds. Well, if you're a beginner squatting your body weight, oh, is strength training. you know, a push up is strength training, a lunge is strength yes. training, you know, so anything that's putting, you know, um, tension on that muscle is strength training. And that's where you'll start, you know, with body weight workouts, body weight exercises, band, you mentioned bands. Yes. I love bands. Then you progress to potentially 
holding the weight, you know? Yeah. Start small. And so Amanda's got a lot of great resources on her Instagram. If you are, and of course, get connected to all of her information, you'll get lots of workouts and recipes. And before we talk nutrition, you know, I love that you tapped into, um, you know, I love that we're tapping into weights and this investment we make into ourselves when we do pick up weights. Because when I hired my trainer, the very first thing he said to me, um, he goes, everything you are doing right now is, is we are making little deposits into the bank of little 80 year old Judy. Cause you, you, what is the big fancy word you said that women lose that it's not sarcopenia. Sarcopenia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Guys, we are losing muscle as we age. So he's like everything we do that hurts right now is going to make a lot life a lot a lot easier for little 80 year old Judy would you agree with that sentiment oh absolutely and and what we realize now you know we don't have a fat issue in the united states we have a lack of muscle issue Damn. in the united states um and the stats are kind of like they're very um like troubling because our children my children have less muscle mass at their age than I did at their age, you know? Mm. And so it's this trend. And and you think about, you know, what did I do when I, I mean, again, we're 40, I'm 45 years old. So, you know, back in the day, there were no phones and, you know, video games and things like that. I mean, we were outside running, jumping, playing, you know, on our bikes. I mean, we had a lot of physical activity and nowadays it's like, we don't. And, and even as adults, our lives are more sedentary. Even just the past three years, our lives have become more sedentary. And so again, this whole kind of like muscle theory is um, really critical. And and it's exactly what you're saying in terms of you are investing in, you know, the 80 year old you, um, that's going to be in much better shape physically, mentally, in all areas, um, metabolically with, you know, a sound muscle mass. Cause strength training is not only about muscle, it's also about bone health, oh, you know, great point. Oste- the way that you prevent osteoporosis is through weight bearing exercise. I mean, we're done depositing calcium, you know, calcium is not going to make yeah. much of a difference for us at this age. You know, what we need to be doing to, you know, encourage bone health is, is, you know, weight bearing exercise. Damn. Hell yes. I'm so here for that. Uh, and whether it's 80 year old, you 90 year old, you a hundred year old, you, we are, we were making big deposits into the bank. Yeah. We're crossing our fingers right now. Right. So, okay. How important is nutrition in all this? Right. Cause we got to feed the machine. And I think we feed that machine wrong. And let me tell you one of the big things I learned from my trainer, and this is why I loved you so much because everything he's teaching me. And I think he's the best, like the best, like he is real critical of, of the, the, he calls it the Instagram workout industry because a lot of people will show you stuff. He goes, but here's the fundamentals, right? And it's so, it's so funny, Amanda. Like the second I was like, oh my God, you got to see this girl. I love her because he keeps telling me about nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. He goes, Judy, protein, protein. We got to get it in. We got to get it in. Um, and I show him you and that I've been following with you and I signed up for your lean program and all this stuff. He goes, awesome. He goes, and he looked at me, he goes, she's a gymnast. He goes, and, and here you are saying you're, he goes, I, she's a gymnast. She's a gymnast. It was so great. So he, he knows his stuff. So he says, we have to feed the machine. Shout out to Brian Wright, my trainer. He's talking about feeding the machine and you talk a lot about feeding the machine and protein and you give us creative ideas all the time uh, on your Instagram on how to get it. Let's talk about that. Was that the basis of your TED talk? I mean, your, your TED talk is the number one reason dieters fail. Does it have to do with nutrition? Let's talk to me about that. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about, maybe we start with the TED talk and then we'll back into nutrition. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So my TED talk was, uh, yes, the number one reason why dieters fail. And that is the all or nothing mindset. Okay. So it is the okay. all or nothing. Like, okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. it, it really is, you know, your health and wellness journey, just kind of like kind of almost everything in your, in your life. I mean, half of it's in your head, you know, yeah. it's how you talk to yourself. It's, you know, what you, what you think of yourself. It's what you project. Um, and, and all of that. And, and that's where I see people struggling the most. And my, my, and, and again, I've worked in the field of weight loss for over 20 years. And this is what I saw over and over. It's like people know what to do. They just struggle to do it consistently. Yes. And the reason why they lack consistency is this, again, this notion that in order to be successful, you have to be perfect. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what my TED talk was about. Definitely check that out. If you find, if you feel like you're someone yes. yeah, who's, you're like starting and stopping, you're always starting and stopping. Mm. You are struggling with the all or nothing mindset. And I give you like really three, three really quick and easy kind of takeaways to kind of break the all or nothing mindset. Do you want me to, you want to no, talk we're, about them? Nope. The homework assignment is go watch this TED Talk. A, we need to get you those views, babe, because let me tell you, those mean a lot and matter a lot. <laughs> yes, I'm a podcaster. Yes. Reviews matter. By the way, rate, subscribe, review, all those things, right? Help our fellow entrepreneurs. But I love the homework assignment. I love the homework assignment. And I love yeah. that we're starting here as a benchmark into nutrition because I get that a lot. You know, I am by no means ever going to be a a stick figure of a Barbie, nor do I want to be. And so for so long, I would work out and things weren't happening fast and I'd quit or I'd work out and go, well, see, I'm just, oh, I'm always going to have a big butt. Like, oh, I always have a butt. Like, oh, you know, so I just, I would start and stop and start and stop. And what I realized is that consistency is key. We need to talk about it. However, it begins with a, a foundation of nutritional, um, support because what's really happening with my gut, what's really happening with my metabolism is the fact that I'm not getting, for me, I do not get enough protein and I work, I don't count calories anymore. Now I'm I'm counting grams of protein. I am trying to figure out how much like turkey can I slam to hit it by the end of the day? Like, what do I need to, you know, what protein shake can I pick up? Like what powder can I put in this? Okay, I'm pausing this high vibe conversation because here's the deal. If you love this podcast, babe, you're going to love my newsletter. Here's the deal. It is not your normal newsletter. It is basically what I call a newsletter mullet, okay? It is business on the front end of the week and a party in the back. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, every Monday, you are going to get my key note which presents you with a big idea and a homework assignment, sort of um, an assignment to think about to inspire your a week, something you can go take action on. And then on Friday, you're going to get the vibe check, baby. And in it, I share five things I'm loving, learning, gifting, reading, doing, buying. It is one of my favorite things I do every week. And my newsletters are literally the most popular thing I do. I have been sending my newsletter out for seven and a half, about seven years now. And I haven't missed a Friday in seven years. And the new edition of the keynote on Monday is going gangbusters. Y'all are loving it. So thank you for your emails and DMs and messages letting me know. So it's definitely a vibe. Come join the over 40,000 subscribers getting inspired every Monday and their vibe checked every Friday. I hope to see you there. Link in the show notes to go sign up. All right, back to the show. So let's talk about nutrition a little bit and how that um, can really go against, we could be in the gym lifting seven days a week, but if we don't have 
a smart and strong nutritional plan, um, we're not going to get very far. How should someone start getting oh, a hold yeah. of that? I mean, <laughs> diet is 80%. Yeah. You know, you cannot out-exercise a bad diet. You can crush it in the Ooh, gym that's good. and do that's good. all the things and you still will, you know, lack progress and results. So when it comes to nutrition, I mean, again, the what frustrates me as a registered dietitian is that we've just made it so complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, we villainize macronutrients. It started with fat in the, yeah. you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Carbs. You know, we, yeah. I grew up in the fat free generation. Oh, you know, same. Snackwell cookies, spray butter, fat free ranch. And let me be clear um, in college, I was the fattest I'd ever been when I was, because you're puffing up like eating. the, we, we, we joke about, we look back at our college pictures and we're like, oh my God, we were so bloated because we were on fat free everything. Sorry yeah. to digress there. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and the problem is they took all the fat out and they added a ton of carbs and sugars. So it, then fast forward today, and now we realize that, you know, carbs and sugars are an issue. But now, again, we villainize them to the, you know, fact that people are scared to eat them at all. You're either eating no carbs or you're eating, you're binging on carbs. So it's like we've lost this notion of like balance in our diet, you know, that all foods fit, that it's really about this, you know, nice ratio between all of our macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. But the interesting thing is, is the one macronutrient that we have never really talked a lot about is protein. You know, we have all these, all the studies and things on fats and carbs. And, and in reality, protein is the most important macronutrient for optimal health and wellness and weight loss, because protein is the only macronutrient that we do not have adequate stores of. Okay. We've got plenty of carb stores. We don't have to eat a single carb for days, months, years. You know, we're going to survive. We've got, most of us have plenty of fat stores. You know, we don't have to eat um, a ton of fat, you know, um, every day in order to survive. We've got stores of both of those, but we have zero available protein stores. And so when you don't consume adequate protein, the body continues to trigger your hunger hormones, you know? Mm-hmm. So there is like this set point in everyone where your body is going to continue to encourage you to eat until you hit this kind of bare minimum amount of protein. So if you struggle with you know, constant hunger, constant cravings. Um, yeah, it could be, you know, carbohydrate sugars, you know, too many of those. But on the flip side, it could be that your body's just constantly looking for a little bit more protein. Um, I would say based on the people that I work with, the average American eats like 60 grams of protein a day, which is not near enough right. in terms of what we need. Um, so what I have found over the last couple of years is when I get people simply focused on optimizing their protein intake, everything else falls into place. It's like you said, you don't have to count calories. You don't have to count carbs. You don't have to count fiber because when you consume adequate protein, everything else falls into place. I love this. So um, when you say stores, so it, what you're saying is to make sure I'm putting picking up what you're putting down. We store carbohydrates. We store, our body stores sugar and all of those things, but we don't store protein. So our body's always looking for it, which is why we don't feel satiated. Exactly. Exactly. But we do have protein stores, but it's our muscles and tissues. Uh Okay. Uh So when, so for example, when you go on these crazy uber restricted diets, you know, where you're eating like 800 calories a day, a thousand calories a day, you know, they're all over the place right now. They've always been here. 
what happens is, is the scale moves. You lose weight, but you don't lose fat because since you're under eating so significantly, most likely you are under consuming protein. And so I always say your body has two options. It can burn fat or it can find protein. Okay. If it, that's good. Yes. If it has to find protein, you are not burning fat. Burning fat. All right. So if you're not consuming adequate amounts of protein, your body's going to find it, but it's going to break down your metabolism, your muscle and tissues. Okay. So that's when, you know, women get super obsessed with the scale. I'm like, well, do you want to lose weight or do you want to lose fat? Like, cause mm-hmm. there's a big difference in that. Big so difference. when I say that we don't have any protein stores, what I really are, am saying is like, we don't have adequate, like we don't have uh-huh. available protein stores, you know, we have them, but we don't want to mess with them. I am so glad I asked you to clarify because I think what you just packed into the back end of that is incredible to remember (laughs) because what we, you know, we get so obsessed with the scale and we get so obsessed with that number on the scale. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And to be honest, when you build muscle, you're going to, the scale's going to go up a little bit, but that's okay. Because I know I am actually, every time I do that, I am becoming a fat burning a powerhouse, right? And I am becoming a machine and I can go have that margarita. I can go eat that sushi. I can, you know, take on the carbs. I yes, And actually, what do they call that? Carb, not carb loading, but like pre-workout where you like carb load on the front end of a workout to make sure, you know what I mean? So it just like really fuels you through the workout and then you protein on the back end of a workout. Does that sound like uh, something smart to do? Or is that a little bit more of a myth? Like carbs before a workout, protein after a workout to replace? What do you think about that? You know, I mean, I think for the average person, it's it's not necessary. You know, I mean, yes, if you're like a bodybuilder and you're in the gym for four hours and, you know, you're really putting on mass and you're an athlete, you're competing and all these. Yeah. yeah, Stuff like that can make a difference, like a small difference. But again, it's sometimes it's stuff like that, that just gets people like out of sorts, you know? Um, and it's like, let's not make it so complicated, but I wanted to come back in terms of like you talking about like a you know, the carbs and, you know, the muscle and the the fat burning. Because here's the deal, uh, you know, muscles, when we have big muscles and when we're working out, our muscles need a lot of glucose, okay? Right now, we're dealing with a, a lack of muscle issue in the United States, okay? So a lot of people are skinny fat, meaning they're oh, thin, yes. but they still have yes. a lot of fat, less muscle. Um, even if you're, you know, obese, you're probably lacking in muscle. But we also have a blood sugar regulation issue. We have tons of people that are insulin resistant, you know, pre-diabetes. And, and those two things go together, okay? Yeah. Because one of our biggest storage, you talked about carbohydrate stores. One of our biggest areas to store carbohydrates in excess are our muscles, you know? So when you have large muscles, your body's going to be able to uptake and utilize those carbohydrates a lot more efficiently making you more insulin sensitive, which is a good uh-huh. thing. Um, versus when you don't have a lot of muscle, it's that's what you're saying. Like you're you fill up your liver, which is our first store, then you fill up your small amount of muscle, and then you have all these this carbohydrate left over. Where does it go? Into our fat cells. And you know, yes. that's how our fat cells get bigger and bigger. So again, you know, without that's adequate good. protein, you can't build muscle. Without adequate protein, you can't maintain muscle. You want to build muscle to be more, you know, uh, have better blood sugar regulation. So those two things, optimizing protein and building muscle 
are are really the simple key to increasing your metabolism. Guys, protein and muscle. Pick up weights and get more protein in your diet. What is the easiest way someone could start getting more protein in their diet? I mean, you have a ton of resources, certainly uh, online, but you know, what is something, a shift? In the beginning, is it smart to, to track what you're eating a little bit so that you can start to see, oh, an egg has this, uh, yogurt has this, uh, if five nuts have this, uh, peanut butter has this. How do you recommend someone who's going, okay, great, I'm in, I'm in. Uh, where do I start? <laughs> like, how do I start getting more protein? Yeah. What do you, what do you, you say know, to her? And, and what I want to really emphasize here, because we're kind of going all in on protein, which of course I love. Um, I am not advocating a high protein diet. And that okay. is the other kind of really misleading, um, you know, thing that people will, when they follow me, they're like, oh, when I talk about protein, 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 I'm, yes. I'm advocating a protein adequate diet. All right. Yes. Ooh, great point of clarification. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, and again, it's like, you know, people are, oh, I thought high protein diets were bad for you. I thought high protein diets were bad for your kidneys, were bad for your bones, cause cancer. Well, first of all, what's a high protein diet? Okay. What is that? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Let's typically, let's, what is that? Yes. By definition, a high protein diet would be almost double your body weight in protein. So if you weigh 200 pounds, a high protein diet would be eating, you know, three to 400 grams wow. of protein a day. Okay. Okay. So there's a big difference in terms of what we're, what I'm recommending here. Um, the other issue is that every, all of those claims, kidney damage, osteoporosis, cancer, they've all been debunked. Okay. So they're all myths about protein. So again, I think that that's the other reason why people get really paralyzed with protein is because there's so much misinformation out there. Okay. Um, in addition to, you know, Oh, it's bad for you. I mean, I had, I had a client email me and say, my doctor said, you know, this much protein was bad for my kidneys. And I'm like, your doctor's ill-informed. Here are four resources that will better inform him about, you know, protein. Um, and then the last Mm. thing is like, it's the whole, you know, animal versus vegan, Mm. you know, that whole kind of narrative that again, it's like, we're so, there's so much conflicting information about our animals. Good for you. Our animals bad for you. Should you be a vegan? That again, it's just easier to just not eat. We don't do anything. We just don't do anything. Or we freeze because we're like, oh my God, am I supposed to be this or this or this or this or, uh, yeah. Okay. It's I like we've this. made everything bad. You know, yes. it's like yes. kale is bad, beef is bad. You know, it's like yeah. let's not villainize, you know, foods that we've been eating, you know, since the dawn of time. You know, let's really focus on the foods that we should be villainized, like right. soda and donuts and chips and cookies and cakes and things like that. Yeah. Things designed um, so, to addict us and make us sick yes, because there's chemicals yes. in them. Right, right. Yeah. So that. I just wanted to really kind of clarify that. Thank you for that. I think that it's important for people to realize what's the difference between a low protein diet, which is what most people are eating. A low protein diet really is anywhere between like 40, 60, 70 grams of protein. That's considered a low protein diet. And that's what most people are consuming versus like what's a high protein diet. So, you know, in general, getting back to your question, how can you optimize protein? I love change nothing, track everything. So maybe for four to five days, download a tracking app. There's so many of them. Um, Nutrition IX is one that I really like. Um, now that the, the other popular one is like so expensive, but okay. Um, what is that? My Fitness Pal. That's what I use. Yes. My Fitness Pal. Okay. Nutrition yes. IX is more for, affordable, but well, My it, Fitness. It's, 
it's really free. I guess my fitness pal is free as well, but they've taken away like tons of features. Yeah, and stuff. a lot of so, ads. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it changed nothing, track everything, figure That's out where good. are you. Okay. Now, I would not take nutritional advice from my fitness pal. I would not take nutritional advice from Nutrition IX, you know, because they will calculate your macros, but they're going to put you on a really low calorie, low protein, you know, diet. Um, but just kind of understand where you are. Um, and, and see, you know, what you need to dial up. Most likely it's going to be protein. Most people need at least a hundred grams of protein a day. You know, I always say at the bare minimum, you should be eating uh, 50 to 75% of your body weight if you're overweight. okay? Okay. So if you are overweight, ideally at the minimum, you should be eating 50 to 75% of your body weight. If you're close to your, you know, your ideal body weight, your goal weight, you should be eating at your body weight, you okay. know? So I weigh about 140 pounds. I eat about 120 to 140 grams of protein a day, you know? Okay. Um, that's good. So okay. it is, you know, it, it just kind of depends. I mean, if you're 50 pounds overweight, you don't want to be eating at your body weight. Um, so a good, another good way to look at it is you should be eating at your ideal body weight. You know, okay. so, um, so anyway, you know, most, and that's why I always say everyone needs at least a hundred grams of protein. And to get that is a challenge, Ooh, that you is know, so hard. It is so, so hard. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I feel like that's a really good place to start. I think okay. the other thing to understand about protein is that it is ideal to space it out and split it up. You know, the other myth is, well, you can only absorb you know, 20 grams of protein in one sitting. Well, that's false. Okay. Um, if you're like Shaquille O'Neal and you need, you know, 200, 250 grams of protein a day, and you could only absorb, he could only absorb 20 grams of protein in one sitting, he'd have to eat, you know, 10 to 15 times a day. Well, he doesn't have time for that. You know, based on his mass, his muscle, he's going to be able to optimize is basically the best way to look at it. 50, 60, 70 grams of protein in one sitting. Mm. Whereas if you're a hundred pounds and you only need, you know, a hundred grams of protein, you're probably only going to optimize maybe 20, 30 grams of protein in one sitting. So I always say, take your protein goal, you know, let's say it's a hundred, divide it by three, aim for that three times a day. Okay. Perfect. So 35 grams. I mean, and I think that that's just another really great, you know, kind of guideline. Aim for 30 grams of protein a meal, that's three accessible. times a day. Yes. Yeah. Get rid of this snacking and grazing. It's horrible for your blood sugar regulation. It's horrible for protein optimization. You need at least 20 grams of protein to really stimulate muscle protein synthesis, which is what we want to increase our metabolism. You know, so, so get, so eat a meal, you know, eat, eat five, 600 calories with 30, 40 grams of protein three times a day. And trust me, you're not full. You're not hungry between meals. I love that. So and what I, does that what does that look like? Yeah, what does yeah, go, keep going. Were you going to click down no, that? Yeah. Well, yeah, no. So I mean, again, to take a long time to answer your question, but so what I does that look it. like? I mean, so basically, you know, you're looking at about 4 to 6 ounces of animal protein, you know, um okay. chicken. Um you're looking at, you know, 4 to 6 ounces of a beef, turkey, ham. And here's the thing, animal protein is a superfood, okay? It is loaded with extremely important vitamins and minerals, especially for women in their thyroid. You know, I really believe that some of the issue that we have with such high levels of thyroid dysfunction um, in the United States is the fact that we're not eating enough animal protein, you know, to get those, to get the zinc and the selenium and and all the B vitamins. 
Um, so don't fear animal protein. Okay. It's a superfood. Um, I love, you know, I love yogurt. There's so many like high protein yogurts out there. Um, and, and this is what I, I try to teach my clients. So there's a lot of yogurts out there that are like 15 grams. Okay. And we've all kind of grown up in this calorie counting, weight watcher, you know, kind of six small meals a day. And we look at a pack of yogurt and we're like, that's a meal. Like I should have one yogurt. And, and what I tell people is like, no, your meal is 30 grams of protein. So you need two yogurts. Uh, Like that's what you sit down to, you know, one serving of cottage cheese is three fourths of a cup. And, and again, that's our mindset, our old mindset, you know, we do one serving, but that's only, you know, 13 grams of protein. You need two servings. You need a cup and a half of cottage cheese. So just because it's one container, one box, one serving, that doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to eat. Manufacturers are actually reducing serving sizes just to make their product look better, you know, to have less calories, you know, less carbs, less sugar, but that doesn't mean that's what we should be eating. We really want to bring our food to our protein goal, 30 to 40 grams a meal. That's so good. Bring our food to our protein goal. Another thing I love that you do um, is you do eat all the things, right? I watch you eat your carbs. I watch you eat your sugars. Like again, we're making jokes about the pictures, the margaritas. You, You really feel... Um, it, you make it so accessible and relatable and, um, but you're living proof that it works. You're living proof of moderation and you're also living proof of consistency. So I think we have to talk about that because that is something that comes up and not just, um, you know, there are themes of that in your Ted talk, but certainly themes of that in all of your work. And you're, you know, a gymnast and you, you understand, uh, that there has to be a rhythm to this. So uh, let's talk about the power of consistency. I mean, we're going to fall, we're going to fall off the wagon. Sometimes we're going to have good days and bad days. We're going to have days that we don't feel good. But the one thing I learned about lifting and certainly getting in the gym is that it's like, Oh, congratulations. You are now going to be doing this the rest of your life, right? Like welcome to the rest of your life, you know, like welcome. You can't just like, you can't walk away from it. And that can feel overwhelming to some people. So what is your advice? You know, as we sort of think about really, as we look, we're almost to 2023, it's the holiday season and people want to make changes right now. You know, I'm looking at my guru. What would you say to the woman who is like, oh, I just want to do it this year and consistency just isn't my thing. You know, how do we we figure that out? You know, I have a lot of one-liners and one of them is perfection leads to failure. Consistency leads to results. And, you know, we are right at the end of the year. And and the message that I'm sending my followers, my um, clients is, you know, December is not the time. December is not the month to go on a diet. Okay. December is not the month to say, I'm not going to eat any sugar. I'm not going to you know, drink any alcohol, that's January. Okay. But what if in December you pick one, two, three habits that you simply focus on being consistent with? Okay. Um, what if in December you take your average step goal and you add a thousand steps to that Mm. and you do that consistently most days? Again, we're never, we're never aiming for perfection. I'm, I'm always like 80, 20, we're doing it 80% of the time. What if in yeah. What if in December, you know, we, we find ourselves, we're only drinking like 40 ounces of water, but in December, we're going to consistently drink, you know, more water, 60 ounces of water. What if in December you aim for 30 grams of protein at every meal? And it's like, 
just those small things that you learn to do day over day will get you in such a better place to really launch in January. And I love what you said about welcome to the gym. You're here forever because I was actually just talking to my clients about this today. Um, I always say losing weight is the easy part. Keeping it off is the hard part because when you're losing weight, you have that, that feedback. You have the scale that's giving you feedback. You have friends and family that are giving you feedback. You have your lab work that's giving you feedback, your doctor, you know, they're all praising you like, good job. Look at the progress you're making. And that's motivating. Like, you know, when the scale goes down a pound, you want to repeat all your actions for another week in order to get the same results. But in maintenance, you don't get the feedback. There are no applauses. There are no more, you know, wow, you look amazing. It is the norm, but you still have to show up every single day and do the work. So again, your ability to make lifestyle changes without the need to see progress, without the need for someone to clap for you is what ultimately in the long run is going to create success for you. I think that is so powerful. And what I have come to learn about fitness, and we were talking a little bit about this before we went on the air, is that there are so many parallels specifically going in the gym and lifting weights. There are so many parallels to lifting and life and certainly lifting and entrepreneurship. Like I was saying to Amanda, you guys, before we went on the air, I said, you know, one of the things I've found is that I would lift heavy in the gym and it is building a confidence in me that allows me to lift heavy in my business, to lift up the phone and make a tough, have a tough conversation, advocate for myself, ask for what I need, say no, set boundaries. Like it makes me like I'm physically getting stronger, but I'm like mentally becoming just as strong. Do you find that to be the case as an entrepreneur yourself in business? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, you know, I, I, especially entrepreneurs, I think we grind the workout so much that mm. we put our health and wellness on the back as burner. And I think that once entrepreneurs start to take a step back and invest in themselves as much as they're investing in their dreams, their passions, their business, that's when the real change starts to happen. Amen. You know, you it doesn't work if you don't work. Right. It's It's just like, you can't take care. I mean, you know, it's like women, we take care of everybody else before we take care of ourselves, but there will come a point in our lives where if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be there to take care of everybody else. And, you know, it's, it's okay to be selfish, you know, it's okay to make time for you and what your needs are, um, in order to feel your best, live your best, sleep your best. I mean, cause here's the thing. When you have energy, when you sleep good, when you feel good, when you're not crashing off of, you know, caffeine and sugar and carbs and crappy eating, you know, when you have muscle to, you know, fuel your body, you just, I mean, you sail through life more so when you're fighting kind of, you know, an unhealthy lifestyle. Yes. Look good, feel good, do better. Like it is just, it, it does, it is an algorithm, uh, not yeah. just for, for the gym, but certainly for life and entrepreneurship. And I know you have kids. I don't know if you have boys or girls, a blend of both. both. I think you have both. Yeah. I have a 16 I mean, year old and a 14 year old, a 16 year old <sighs> son, 14 year old daughter. Yeah. I run, I mean, you know, this, a household. this empire you a business? by myself. Yeah. <laughs> and a household, right? So they're watching you. They are watching 
you, right? And there is no perfect, but they're watching. And how can kids be, guys, you'll hear me say this time and time again, you know, how can kids be with what they don't see, right? And so we, we can also show the way. And is it perfect? No, but my gosh, to grow up in a household where conversations are real and relatable, but also like one of my favorite reels you did was this, um, you would have been proud of me. So I do a lot of traveling, but you even talk about like, she'll, you guys, she'll go to Costco and be like, okay, come with a registered dietitian to Costco, right? Like here's all the things, uh, the things I use to pack protein and carbs and the healthy fats into my week at Costco. And then she'll go to Chick-fil-A. Come with me, come with a registered dietic- dietitian to Chick-fil-A. So she goes to Chick-fil-A and does her order. So here I am at an airport. And of course I'm thinking I've got like Amanda Nypert in the back of my head because I'm starving, but I also know like be smart. So I'm like, great Chick-fil-A, I feel like has healthy options. So not one serving, but two servings of the grilled chicken breast nuggets, right? Like I'm like, oh, I'll take two servings of the grilled yeah. chicken breast nuggets. I will take that kale salad. I'll take that thing of fruit and, you know, my slam my water. And like, I felt like a million dollars. Now I'm not going to lie. I did have yeah. a small fry because I was low on carbs that day. So great. I had the fries yeah. too, babe. And it was amazing. Right. And so there are ways and tools, but I love that you make it so real and relatable because you're a mom, you're a business owner, you're a wife, you're a friend. Um, you've got a lot going yeah. on as well. So there's no excuse well, in and, this game. And there isn't. And I get, you know, I call them the food police. The food police love to come after me mm. when I go to Chick-fil-A. Oh, I when bet I, they do. When I put, put a frozen meal, when I eat a healthy choice frozen meal, you know, how could you as a dietitian, I can't. you know, yeah. recommend Chick-fil-A, you know, things like that. And, and honestly, my response is, I was like, you're the one making it harder. Okay. You're making it harder. You're the you. reason that you're the reason why people struggle is because you think that everyone has to be perfect. And just because you never have to eat out and you make all your food from scratch and you have the time and the ability to do all that, you think everybody else should too. And it just doesn't work like that, Mr. Sir, Mrs. You know, so I'm here for, and again, I've just been around and worked with enough people to realize that, you know, when you, when you give these all or nothing guidelines, you can never eat out. You can never drink. You can never have a frozen meal. You can never eat processed food. You're just asking people to fail. So I always love it. I'm like, bring it on food police. Cause you, I love it. You've messed with the wrong woman. <laughs> you have just said a lot of things on this podcast. And I am marking that, that quote right there. We are going to open the show with that because we always open with the teaser. So soul fire, that is our teaser of the show. Like Karen, who's the the male Karen? Uh, Maybe we'll call him Billy. Billy, Karen, I need you to sit down right now because you're the ones making it hard for all of us and for everybody. And at the end of the day, we have to do uh, we have to do us and we make our own decisions. But there are informed choices we can make to amplify the quality of our life, which amplifies everything else around it. Amanda, it is almost Christmas. It is almost a new year. How can we give ourselves the gift of you for Christmas? You have the lean program. You have an awesome Instagram. What do we need to know? What do you have cooking? What's going on? How can we, um, cause your lean program, even though I had to, cause I went right into my busy season. I know, but I watch you. I'm watching everything that's going on. Uh, you guys, it's the real deal. Like you literally get videos from her and she's sitting at her kitchen table. Like, okay guys, like it's real. And she's a registered yeah. dietitian. How can we gift ourselves the gift of you for the holiday season? If we wanted to. Yeah. I mean, my most popular program is lean. It actually stands for living energized and nourished. Cause that's Perfect. really what I want for my clients. Um, it is a, a foundational lifestyle program. It is for anyone and everyone, because if your foundation is broken, you cannot build a healthy you. And so that's really what we focus on. I focus on teaching you the basics and I focus on teaching you how to achieve the basics 
in your real crazy, busy, hectic life, because I can relate to that. Um, it's a seven week program. It's all run through my free private app. And what I think makes it so successful is it's very, um, it's a very high touch program. So lots of interaction, daily support and accountability between me, you, my staff, um, all those things. So um, love that. But I, honestly, I give it all away on Instagram. Yeah, I give it all does. away on TikTok. I give it all away on YouTube. You know, yeah. I tell people, I'm like, this is what to do. If you struggle to do it, I'm here to help you, you know, do it. So yeah. that's why you invest in working with me. Um, so check out all my platforms, check out my website. I have a very intense blog um, that just, you know, again, all the, all the answers are there. And at the end of the day, you know, my, my tagline is I want to simplify nutrition for weight loss. And, and in your overcomplicating it is, is what I have to tell you. You're making it harder than it has to be. And I want to help you simplify it. And more importantly, I want to help you break the all or nothing mindset and create consistency in your life. I love that. Like you're making it harder than it needs to be. I just had this download. I don't know if you're doing it. You probably are, but you got a book in your heart, don't you? Are you going to write a book? You got to write a book. I do. I do. You got to. And it just like this um, download came to me. I'm like, I can see it. I can, and you know, you talk a lot about all these myths and there were a few myths you touched on that I was like, oh my God, this all, like even just a book that cracks down some of the bullshit we've been taught us kids from the nineties, us kids from the eighties that just, you know, we grew up with a lot of these bad habits. We're passing it down to our kids. And, and you know, you've got these two young folks in your house that bring a different perspective. So I don't know. I just feel like there's a book in you and I will be first in line to buy it. Um, if you ever go down that route, I know you're busy. Add that to your long list. I, I feel I know, you. I know. Uh, but I just had this, I'm like, oh my God, yes. Like it doesn't have to like stop over complicating it. And yeah. that is the permission you continue to give me on your social media platforms. I'm so proud to know you, to get a little slice of you in my life, to uh, have had the chance to be a small part of your lean program. And I, I know uh, we have brought a lot of value. One thing I like to ask every guest on the show. So yes, and is the title of this podcast. Okay. And it's inspired by the improv theater. And it's the first thing we learn at, in any improv school of training. That is my background, right? I studied at second city in Chicago. And so the first thing we learn is yes. And we say yes to receive a piece of information and then, and to add something new, to move it forward. And I truly believe in life that we can say, yes, I want to lose weight. Yes, I want to eat more protein. And then crickets, we got to move. The and is the, okay, babe, so what are you going to do about it? So when I offer up the words, yes, and to you, what comes up? What does yes, and mean for you? Well, I mean, I guess if it's like around, you know, health and wellness, anything, yes. I mean, again, yes. And just wake up every day and, you know, do the habits. I mean, that's what it all comes down to is, you know, stop, um, stop doing things for results and start doing things for consistency. Yes. And be consistent. Yes. You can yes, lose weight. Yes. You can get in the best shape of your life. Yes. You can uh, invest in yourself and invest in programs. Yes. You can do all these things and show up to it and, and remain consistent. Right. And um, consistency and, you know, smart nutrition that's the name of the game. And, um, I love it. I think you've brought so much value to the audience. I could talk to you for a million years. I have a feeling this won't be our last conversation, my friend. Um, and, uh, my goodness, uh, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. I loved it. 
I mean, you guys, can you even, can you even with that episode, when she debunked the big myths, uh, specifically when she gets all the messages from the Karens of the world. And if your name's Karen, I love you. I love you. I hate that our society has done that to your name. It is kind of bullshit to be frank. Um, but you get what I'm saying. So if there is someone shooting down something new that you're trying, right? This happens to all of us. I love that she just like shut it down. And she she's not afraid to speak her truth and to step into that power. And my favorite thing about her platform and certainly her conversation today is that she continues to debunk a lot of the myths that hold so many of us back from really making big changes. So talk to me. What was the thing you learned today? Like, what was your big takeaway? What change are you excited to make? What are you going to do in December as you ease into some new and better habits for yourself? How do you want to pour gasoline to some of the good stuff you've already got going on? You know, talk to me, email me, hello at judyholler.com, DM on Instagram, any of the social media. I love hearing from you. Don't be shy. And as always, I'll be back here on the mic with you next Next week on Wednesday, hot and fresh new episodes come out every week, every single week on Wednesday. And the content and interviews this winter season are epic and really designed to get you rock star ready for 2023 and kick you off into 2023 like a motherfucking boss. So uh, I am so glad you are here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for reviewing if you haven't already and sharing this podcast with your buds. I love you. I'll see you next week. Ciao.